She has spoken to dead people. He baptized those dead people. It's Mormon and the Meth Head. If you put a Mormon and a meth head together, this is what they sound like. Aaron Woodall and just a radar fence. Listen to them talking to Mike. We were in this coffee shop, and I remember that the I, I I vividly remember the imagery of your hand, like. But do you uh you were talking about love or relationships, I guess. Yeah. And you held your hand out. Do you yeah. remember what you said? So, uh, in the evolution of my relationship with love as as an idea, I think that the ideal relationship is one where you just hold your hand open. You don't. Uh, you don't try to hold on to a moment or an idea of what this is going to be. You f- Okay, you fall in love and then you just let that love be what it is today. And you don't do what we do in the society, which is try to hold on to it, try to make it last forever, try to make it ex- exist the way it exists right now. Uh, try to prevent losing it by like monogamy, right? Is, is the idea that I can hold on to this person by preventing them from experiencing anyone else. Or it's the idea that people just two people love each other so much that they don't want to be with anyone else. Okay. So that's, but is it? Is that what? true? Is that true for most people? I am I don't know. kind of monogamous in practice. Because if I find someone that I like having sex with, I, I kind of just like having sex with that person. So I end up kind of monogamous by practice, but not because I have to be. And I don't like the, I don't see why we need that as a construct and i know that this is like wouldn't work in practice for a lot of people but here's what i think i think that jealousy is celebrated in this society as a symptom of love and i think it's a symptom of fear and insecurity and i think it's garbage i think it serves no purpose jealousy jealousy i think that true, true, pure, unadulterated love would not require monogamy as a rule. I Okay, I can't... That's a really good se- sentence. Well done. That's, so... You're saying true love wouldn't have to have those rules in place. Right. You could... Okay. So, like, let's right, just say... Wait, back some, to the coffee shop. Okay. What I remembered hitting me so hard was when and you just did it again you closed your fist as you as you said something about like holding on to a relationship and i was like shit that's absolute my hands were my fists were absolutely clenched tight around tabitha like i just and i thought about uh how much i begged her to stay yeah 
and cried and begged. I thought about how I punched my own self in the face at on a night that she had been on a date, like, and I had just been like texting her and telling her to come home and stuff, and like, and it was all. And what was what the the image that I was that, that there was nothing in your hand when it was closed because she was already gone, and I just had my my fists clenched. Yeah. And I was holding on to nothing. And I was with all of my strength and all of my might and all of my purpose and resolve was holding on to something that was already gone that I had no control over. Wasn't in my power at all. And how much pain that caused me. Granted, at the time, I feel like I buried a lot. I, I had I had those feelings. Right. Like they were flashes. And I was like, I'm not ready to deal with this right now, which I have that I have that thought after lots of things that you tell me I'm like, yeah. oh, well, I am not ready to deal with this right now. <laughs> uh, and uh, I think I even told you that I wasn't I was like, I don't like how this conversation has gone. <laughs> like, I was like, I don't feel very good anymore. Um, but I think. All right. I have I have obviously progressed since then, but talking about on this last podcast with you it just uh brought up all those same feelings again and i'm thinking about how just how damn fine of a description that was for what i was doing was just holding on and so i guess i get i get i get what you're in in theory, in I understand theory. this idea. Super easy in theory. In yeah. theory, I understand this idea of like, if I love someone, I lo if you love someone, let them go. That's a yeah. maxim, right? Yeah. Like I understand that in theory. Yeah. But in practice, it's different. Yeah. In practice, I'm being left. I think in I can't practice, let them leave me. Yeah, but did you, could does it, does closing your hand work? No. So if we changed our perspective on love and stopped being stopped having it be about what this person owes you because you're in this contract because there are these rules because I don't want you liking other women's Instagram posts and I don't want you uh, looking at other women and you promised you would stay here and you promised you would spend time with me and you promised you would look up from your phone like if you got if you stopped making it about what the other person owes you and today you are the person I want to be standing next to but I want you standing next to me doing exactly what it is that you want to be doing and as long as that feels good for both of us that's what we're going to do but I'm not going to make you uh, promise that this is going to be like this forever and the minute that it feels bad for one of us we're free to go and then the onus is on me. The minute, the minute that it feels bad. I mean, obviously, it's an ev it's going to be an evolution no matter what because those kind of things aren't something you realize in a minute. But I guess I just want some sort of security if I'm gonna. But the security if I'm gonna is tell false. You, if I'm gonna tell you, oh fuck. The security doesn't uh, exist. Uh, it's all. I could say to somebody. I could fall in love with somebody 
and be like, I can do the thing that you do when you're young where you think you're going to feel the way that you feel right now forever. But I can't fucking tell anybody that. I cannot. For me personally, I change rapidly every few years, but everyone changes. Uh, I change drastically every few years. Like I'm a completely different person every few years. But nobody can tell anybody that because anything could happen. Some trauma could come up in your life and you could suddenly be processing this trauma. Right. You're using words that I have used to describe, like in my pain, where I talked about, like, I, I think uh, love is bullshit, man, because nobody can promise you anything. Because like, yeah. there was this big realization for me where I was like, hey, man, did you know? That like wedding vows mean nothing, and that you can just you can just leave you whenever just leave. You, whenever you're miserable. So the second second you're unhappy, you can just those promises don't mean anything anymore. So like I, so I've said this all this stuff before, but in my mind I was like, so that means love isn't real. Yeah. Because if you can't promise someone that you're gonna stay there forever, then you don't love them. Love just isn't a permanent thing. It doesn't, it is for some people, but we are no longer a society that's trying to survive. You know, it, it, like people talk about the divorce rate, like it's, it's some testament to how we're worse people now. And it's like, no, I think we're better people. I think we're people that realize that you get a little bit of time on this planet and maybe you shouldn't spend it eking out your existence, struggling through a fucking relationship that has out fucking past its expiration date it just has served its purpose and people are quicker to move on i like the idea now that an entire generation's kind of not getting married because i think that the the paper makes you feel like you're more bound to this commitment this is another one of those weird moments for me where i i feel like all right i told i said that i don't believe in mormonism anymore uh and then you find I keep I, you, you as a and I and I think that I'm out of the church, you know. Yeah. But like the church isn't out of me, because there's all these million little things that I run up against, and I go, uh, but I feel differently. I believe differently, and I think, why do you believe that? And I'm like, well, because Mormonism taught me that. And yeah. Like, oh, that thing that you said you don't believe in anymore, but man. You were programmed like that. You were indoctrinated as a kid. So we have had so conversations. For me, for me. The divorce rate is miserable, or at least, I don't know. I don't think I have a current opinion on it. But, like, I was growing up, I'm like, oh, that's so sad. People getting divorced. Not us Mormons, though. We have the truth. And uh, the truth is we all still get divorced. We just – no one talks about it. Yeah. Uh, but, like, my parents stayed together. They, My parents are, are – uh, Oh my god! I almost said are never are never splitting up, and then I just got so scared that my parents <laughs> oh. will. I just want to knock on this formica uh, <laughs> painted like wood, but uh, no, like it is. It is the Mor- Mormonism is all about family. Yeah. It's like you have a little bit of time on this earth, and you need to make a family with it. And so it is sad that this generation isn't getting married. It's like oh, we pity them. They're so they're so ignorant of the happiness that they could have in in marriage and stuff. Oh, you fucking had, you just, you drop so much knowledge on me sometimes that it's uh, painful. (laughs) But you you said, you said like we're eking out an existence. I don't know. It is just, I've never thought, I've never thought about how divorce isn't 
that bad. I so divorce itself is difficult, right? And the the process is difficult, and then obviously you have the kids. So what I'm talking so about. Tell me this, Jessa. Why does it hurt so much to open my? I'm like thinking. I'm trying right now to say the words like she deserved to be happy, and she has the she has this time on the this earth that she's you know she. I'm trying to say that. Yeah. And that's that. Why does it hurt to open my hand? I feel like you're opening your hand in past tense, right? So imagine that you went into this relationship with an open hand, and throughout the entire relationship. So I'm not going to say that it's not difficult to constantly remind yourself that you have to let this person leave if they want to leave and if this person has something else that they want to do besides be with you or talk to you right now you have to let them do that uh because this is your hand is open and uh when you're afraid that uh they're gonna leave like this would be so if you went into a relationship with this right this would become work that you do on yourself right because the the current relationship paradigm is that if i don't feel like i'm getting what i need from you i tell you that you're not meeting my needs and what i'm talking about is a world where i meet my own needs and I'm enjoying this ride with you, but you are not responsible for my happiness. You are not, you, I'm just saying, fucking hypothetical person that doesn't exist yet. You are not, No, no I you are not responsible for meeting my needs. I will meet my own needs. I will, I am responsible, Will Smith just did this on Instagram, but I think I sent it to you because it was so, uh, that is the key. Right. So you you sent me the one that was like uh, about about I was wronged or like or. uh, No, I've sent you like five Will Smith. This is how often he reads my uh, Facebook messages. Um, All right. No, it's not true. That is that is misleading. (laughs) That is misleading. Um, If I've only missed five messages, (laughs) I still have a 98 (laughs) percent. Way more than that. Three thousand. Yeah. So I send a lot of I uh, send a lot of okay. I talk a lot of Okay. So uh he talks about the secret of marriage between he and Jada and it and it really uh resonated with this thing I've been thinking about. So the coffee shop we had the conversation about the open hand, which was really how I felt about uh my re- my marriage with Jason. We're still together at this point, but it's still how I feel about my marriage with Jason. Which was, we were exactly where we wanted to be. It didn't take self-sacrifice. It wasn't a grind. We didn't fight. We resonated. And we allowed each other's differences to just be. We never pressured each other into doing something different than we were. We didn't... uh, uh, We weren't responsible for the other person's happiness or emotional whatever we just there we were just two autonomous beings who loved being on this path together for as long as we did and and so I was the one that wanted to split up right there was pain for him obviously but uh this philosophy that we both share about how if you don't want to be here anymore then this isn't where we belong. Like, I want to stay together, but um, I'm not 
but I, but I, I see, you know, he could see obviously where we were kind of growing apart and we just both had this philosophy. So throughout the course of the marriage, uh, there were times where I was afraid or wanted to hold on a little bit tighter. And I just had to constantly, that was work I had to do within myself to make sure that I kept my hand open. So you're trying to go back and open your hand on something where you had it clenched the entire time. Well, it's going like to be more right, difficult. Right now I want to open it. Like I want to let her go. Yeah. Um, but I don't. I don't want. I, don't, I mean, I, I. I just I feel like she's so uh, done with me and like beyond me. Like she's she immediately started this new life and uh and has just been so happy ever since it seems she's got a, a new guy and they've got like a little family together and they have a house and like uh I feel like if I let go of the anger that I have for her. Yeah. Then I've got nothing left of her. Oh, fuck. Like there's, she's done. You know, she's, we're not, I don't think we're going to be friends, uh, as much like in the early days we talked about like how bait will still be friends. And then I think we just were so awful to each other. I correction. I think I was awful. Uh, but I wasn't thinking about it like this. I was thinking about how awful it was that she was breaking all of her promises and leaving me. And I was freaking the fuck out. And I think, I mean, we just had a recent fight. Uh, that just comes up in co-parenting shit. Cause we're just still just like, I feel like we're always, you're still finding your, uh, yeah, it's just like things go like today. She sent me these great videos of of our son just being so cute, and like we've we've been texting each other today, and it's just been really nice and cordial. And it'll go like that for a few weeks, and then we'll have a fight. So we were just recently had a fight where she she told me about something I've completely forgotten, where I, and I was just bitching about how off how hard the divorce was for me, and she was like, "Yeah, well, you don't think it was hard for me when you told me." Uh, like how you had a specific plan to kill yourself. And then I had to worry like if our son was going to be okay with you and stuff. And I was, and I, she stopped me in my tracks and I was just like, I can't believe I did that. And I'm really, I don't know who that was. It did like, I can't remember doing that. And that sucked for you. I, that ha I can't imagine how hard that would have to be for you. So anyway, I think I, I, I freaked out and Mike, and as I'm trying to grab onto nothing, I acted out in a lot of unhealthy ways. Anyway, I don't think we're going to be friends. Is the whole point of this of this sob story? I totally and I feel, think you guys are going to be. And friends. I feel like, I guess on some level, I would rather be angry at her than feel nothing towards her, because uh, I don't know what the because is yet. But I just feel like. Like right now, as I'm trying to as I'm trying to open my hand in present tense, I feel like just right. just forgive her and say like view her the way I view you. When you describe your marriage, I feel like yeah, you had the right to leave. Yeah. Um, and if I could view her in that same way, uh, but then 
I don't know. I'd rather be angry at her than forgive her. Can I explain why I think that attachment isn't real love? Attachment or detent? Attachment. Attachment. These my um, shit. Can I... Uh, yeah, de- detachment's your shit. Uh, can I pretend to listen while I just think about uh, my own shit in my head? Yeah. <laughs> the, I'll just let the listeners take over for now. Here's why I think attachment isn't real love. Because if you really love Tabitha in the purest sense of the word, like you loved her for who she is, you would want above all else her to do what makes her happy. That's that. I yeah, of course, yes. In theory, in, yes. no, not but in not theory. Uh, yeah, I, I've seen a million movies where they're like, oh, you be in, in like love triangles that don't, you know, like the the schmuck who doesn't win See, is that's like, why it gets I made want of- you to be, I want you to be happy. You should, you should marry Josh Hartnett or you know whatever. I get, I get that in theory, but that's so hard to say when. When someone I gave everything to my of me, I gave every piece of myself over to this person. I grew like how I describe divorce was just like, uh, you know, branches that get entwined and they grow together. Yeah. And when you they cease to become two branches, they're one branch that are that are growing together. And if you're going to rip one of those branches off you're permanently damaging that uh, that other one cuz those you're... branches are attached to each other which is Fuck! not real Fuck! love you got me you got me that is attachment so here's what will smith said in that instagram post when did will smith get so wise yeah i don't know he's the shit will smith said in that instagram post that there is this false belief which comes from religion that when two people get married they become one and it creates this constant power struggle. Yeah, that's not an idea. They straight up told me that. The, yeah. That's doctrine. Religion. That's yeah. doctrine. Yes. You are not one. You are two autonomous beings on your own paths choosing to walk next to each other for as long as that makes sense. Oh, man. So you right. weren't supposed to give her all of yourself. That's yours. This is a partner that you have chosen to share this path with for as long as you both want to be there. But why would you want someone to stay where they don't want to be because of a promise because that doesn't? Be- because it's better for me. That it doesn't. It's a, it's a very self. It's a selfish. Yeah. It's a selfish. Because yeah. Because it's, it's, it's would... not real love. And this is what we celebrate as love. Do you think that I did? I hope you know that I'm like, I've had this exact marriage. No, I know, I know, so. I know, I know. It's just, this is all, uh, I mean, how long do you think, how long, how, how many years until you were like, had fully processed that marriage and that I was divorce? done when I left. You were on oh, well, Grant Frangelic and family. So here's the uh, thing about the 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 contrast right uh and why um i i left i've always been the one that leaves so 
Um, but I'm also so hyper aware of when someone doesn't want to be with me that I leave because the idea of someone leaving, not now probably, but, but the, I, I guess, yeah, the idea of being rejected is so painful to me that I will just at the first sign or feeling like if I was in a marriage where I felt like that person didn't want to be with me anymore, I never would have said, uh, I feel like you don't want to be with me, blah, blah, blah. I would have just left because the idea of someone, and that's why I've never been dumped because I can't, I've been treated like shit and disregarded, but I have never, no one's ever left me because I will leave way before you get a chance to leave me. God, I mean, I've got socked in the face. Uh, I got yeah. hit with a brick, but I mean, no one's ever <laughs> dumped me. So. But I, so I've never. There's a magnetics thing there where uh, you have to process the rejection piece of it, which makes you want to hold on tighter. Um, but it just never was. It never was pure love for the sake of love. In a, and it was never. And that it, because that's not what we teach. Uh, people love is in this fucking culture. Uh, people think people are like proud. I see like memes all the time about when your man likes someone likes somebody else's Instagram. And bes- so I know that like my defense. Oh shit. Oh damn. I know that's like when your I, man like that other Instagram, <laughs> my defenses would just, I would never, even if it bothered, which it wouldn't. But even if I'm jealous, I do get jealous sometimes. I do feel tinges of jealousy and insecurity, but you just will never see them. Glad to know I, you're human. Because I, uh, the defense, like. Yeah, the, you don't want anyone to see it. I don't it want as, anyone to see it. Because you see it as a weakness. And right. So you don't want anyone to see weakness in you. So Got that it. is separate from this. Okay. But so let's say, so I've been thinking about this utopia and this utopia would be this. You pick the person that you're going to have kids with based on who would be a great person to raise your kids with after you're no longer together. And other than that, you just love whoever, whenever it makes sense. Can you have kids with more than one person in your utopia? Sure. Okay. If that's what you want to do. But Sorry, rather I'm just like than immediately trying to turn it into like an Orwellian type. <laughs> uh, I'm a- and then like have this Hunger Games type movie where I'm like, we want to have kids with more than one person. So your your utopia is false. But yeah. So you know how some people, uh, I have friends that didn't want to, uh, they were, felt like they were running out of time or they're gay uh, or, you know, hey, like a, a gay about? dude and a lesbian have a, a kid oh, together. They okay, co-parent okay. the kid together. Right, I, right. I have friends that do that. Um, or just friends that decide to have a kid together because they never fell in love and they, you know, or never had a relationship work long enough. So rather than having child rearing be part of some marriage. This honestly just sounds like all your friends are from episodes of Friends. <laughs> it was, all of these I things, all of these things happened on Friends. Really? Yeah. Because Ross, Ross is ex-wife. Had... Friends. <laughs> anyway. Then Phoebe had a baby for somebody, and then like Ross and and Rachel were gonna have a baby together, but they stayed friends at the end. All of these, all of these uh, situations oh God, were covered. In, in the Great, <laughs> I'm building my religion around friends. Hey, well, listen, it's one of the greatest shows in television history. It's not that bad. So also, you didn't need only... to watch Friends because all of your friends already existed from Friends. Yeah. So, 
when I tell a joke that doesn't work, you always just say, yeah. <laughs> it's usually when you say it when I'm mid-thought and I'm trying not to lose that thought. <laughs> so what if love just was this open thing that you could freely express and freely experience, but you didn't put any rules on it and you didn't try to make it last forever and you didn't like every single day with this person you both knew that this is exactly where you wanted to be because if you didn't want to be here you wouldn't be here because you didn't make any promises you didn't make any commitments well, and you don't the... owe the other person anything that sounds good i was i was gonna say it, it seems i mean a lot of that seems like what myself and others already love about uh, our attachment relationships there. I mean, there are times, I mean, like I like going to bed next to her and feeling like, so feeling I mean, loved it and feeling sounds like, she... like you were still in love. Yeah. Yeah. When, when she was, so it was an attachment love, right? But yeah, she but fell out of the attachment love, which you can fall out of attachment love. You can fall out of true love. You can fall out of both of those. Okay. But she fell out of it and you were still in it. So uh, it never. So switch, switch it for me. And this is going to be hard maybe because you haven't had the. Has, I've never left. Has anyone fallen in love with you that you cared about as a person, but you weren't in love with them also? So it's going to be smaller scale, yeah, obviously. Yeah, smaller scale, yes, but absolutely. Uh, now imagine that that, can you imagine that that dynamic took place under, uh, under, in a commitment that you were at one point in love with them? This is life experience. It's so weird because this is life experience. Almost everyone's had this dynamic in a relationship that, Ugh. that. Uh, but I have, yeah, I admit, I, I've been living off in a bubble, uh, this is also something, can I say, really unique about you in, in that you didn't do what a lot of people do with a broken heart, which is rebound into another relationship hard. Which I thought for sure I would. I'm fascinated by the fact that you didn't come anywhere near that. And then also, um, you didn't ever try to win her back by making her jealous, which is how a lot of people end up in rebound relationships is go get into a relationship to be like, look how happy I am. And that never, I, that, did that ever even occur to you as a thing? It didn't occur to me until just now. <laughs> I still can't, like, I still can't even, this is cool. Cause I, I, the first thing you said, like, I, I'm proud of myself. I'm like, I'm yeah. really proud. I can't, I'm like, I'm like, I can't imagine rebounding. I don't know why people would do that. I really hated her because she got into a relationship so fast and I just scoffed at her. She seems genuinely happy. Maybe she is uh, good for her, but I would be like, what? You get into a relationship already. You're so dumb. Why would you do that? But I never thought about this second thing about like, I never know. I never tried to make her jealous. Yeah. Uh, That's a way that people like try to hold on to something is that then they're. But that just might not be because I was great. And maybe just because I knew that it was going to be impossible to make her jealous. Yeah. She's. Yeah, that's possible. She wasn't interested in me at all. Like there was nothing. There was nothing else. There was nothing I could have done, I think, to make her jealous. Yeah. Uh, But. Yeah. No, and I I was lonely. I was really lonely and I I 
I, the, there was absolutely, I don't know if temptation is the right word, but I mean, I thought about how nice it would be to have someone, but I also never, it, it was just like a thought where I was like, I'm never going to pursue that because I know what that means. Like to have someone uh, sounds nice for a second, but it also sounds absolutely awful right now. Yeah. Like uh, I don't want to. First of all, I'm in love with someone else. Yeah. Uh, second of all, I'm being with someone is just opening up time for you to get hurt by them. And I was just very scared of doing that again, you know? And I yeah. was, I also, something that I've thought about, like there are pieces of things that you've said that I'm like, oh, I'm already there with you on that. I've already right. decided that, but it's just like, I th- I I'm prob I, I I feel like I I will absolutely agree with you one day, uh. But I, just give me time or whatever. But there are things you've said, like when you talked about getting your happiness from this other person. Like you make this uh whatever Will Smith said, yeah. which by the way, Will Smith does sound like he'd be a kick-ass dad, and he's raising awesome children. And anybody uh who makes fun of Jaden Smith. Uh, can can like drink my urine because I think <laughs> they're the, the uh, Jaden Smith sounds awesome, yeah, and he says stuff that I think makes a lot of sense, and I'm like, wow, what a cool and powerful kid who just is, knows himself and he's just himself, and like, wow, what great, and then everyone just the whole internet just like <laughs> Jaden Smith, what an entitled, shut the no, fuck up. I, I actually, Jaden Smith I've made some good so Jaden cool. Smith jokes, but he, I'm I'm 100 <laughs> agree with you. Um. But anyway, his his wise father was saying something about uh like the other you owe your owed happiness by this other person. Yeah. And, they, and they and something that I have thought repeatedly is that I will never let my worth or happiness come from another person again. Boom. Um but it's it's I it's not like I suddenly it's not like saying that suddenly gave me a well of of self-respect and 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 self-worth because yeah. i have to build that up on my own and i'm and i think i've done a, a pretty good job so Absolutely. far but uh i the thought of going back to getting happiness from a wife uh which is where i mean my whole identity was that i was i was i was her husband i was uh ethan's dad and i i like this that's where my identity and my happiness came from. Yeah. She made me happy. She made me happy and I missed that. And I loved her for that. But now I think like, that's fucking nuts. Why would you ever place your stock in that? Because that person can leave. Now yeah. I didn't know that they could just leave. Now that I know that they can leave, I'm like, well then yeah, never let anyone make you happy. You should make, how did you phrase it? You said something about like my ha- like something comes from myself. I don't remember, but yeah, like I want my power source to be something that's inside of me absolutely so that i can make sure it stays with me yeah. my power source was inside of her for a long time and then when she left i was fucked and i didn't know what to do and i never slept anymore i walked around i just paced an empty apartment for months and i and i laid in bed for months and i didn't know what the fuck to do with myself because I was depleted. I was complete. I had nothing. Wow. I had yeah, no, I, wow. I had no resources with which to make myself feel better. 
I didn't, I couldn't make, I had no, I didn't have the tools to make myself feel better because I had allowed all of those muscles to atrophy in a seven, eight year relationship with this person where I depended on her for everything that made me feel good. Yeah. Wow. Which is also super unfair. This is, this is from Gordon B. Hinckley. This is a prophet. My my favorite prophet, you know, when I was and as I was growing up, he died while I was on my mission, and it was a super sad day. Uh, he said lo- his definition of love is an anxious concern for the well being of another person. And her and I, like, we talked about that quote. Like, I remember, like, the beginning of our marriage. Man, at BYU, you take, like, marriage and family classes. That's, like, an actual course that you get college credit for. Uh, but they taught us stuff like this. And we read this book. Like, someone gave us this book when we first got married. And, I mean, that's what we based our entire relationship on was mm-hmm. a selfless, uh, anxious concern for the well-being of the other person. And it was like, we made this, and I, and I mean, we, we said these literal words to each other. Okay. It was just like, I'm going to take care of you and you're going to take care of me. That's what love is. Love is, is selfless. And like, you know, like Jesus, like did all this stuff for us. Right. It's just, that's what true love is, is sacrificing yourself on a cross for someone else. And you're like, this is my, so then we turn each other into crosses to bear yeah. where you're like, uh, Fuck. I'll carry you. You'll be my burden that yeah. I'll, but I ca- I'll do it because I love you. Right. And that's what love is. And, uh, so I didn't take care of myself Yeah, because I thought that it would be selfish to take care of myself because I'm supposed to be constantly taking care of her. So I'm just going to make my life about making you happy, but it's okay. I know that I'm safe because we've entered into this agreement where you have also said the same thing to me. So I know that all my needs are going to be met by you until the day you leave. Yeah. And then what, what do I do? It's codependent love. Yeah. But do you understand that I, that like, I thought that man was, was, was speaking to God, like in person. I thought that that man was the wisest guy on earth and that he, like, of course he understands everything. Like he's spoken to Jesus Christ. He understands what love is. And so when he has this sentence, we, uh, put that sentence in like fancy little script writing on the wooden plaques on our living room wall, you know, like live, laugh, love type yeah. shit. Mormons love that kind of font thing, yeah. but we just put like profit quotes in it. You know, it's just, wow. yeah. Uh, uh, and it's just all, I can't actually think of any uh, single profit quote right now, but they're, they're all over the place. Right. I remember her mom, when we got married, like as a wedding gift was like, we're going to give you this rock. It's like, it was, you know, this yeah. fancy rocks. And then we're going to put a quote on there and, uh, you guys get to pick which quote you want. And I, tr- I thought it'd be really funny if we had lyrics from living on a prayer <laughs> and, and then it just said Bon Jovi <laughs> at the bottom. <laughs> And, uh, like, I just wanted to be like, we're halfway there. We'll make it, I swear. Um, uh, bon the first Jovi. time I ever ate a girl out was to that song, by the way. Go Hell yeah. <laughs> Segway. But anyway, uh, I don't know. We didn't get that quote. We got anxious, anxious, uh, concern for the well. Just the word anxious makes the hair well. on the back of my neck stand up. For me, I always liked it because it was just like, it was proactive. It was like, I'm not just like, oh, hey, uh, oh, what? You need something? Oh, sure, I'll do it. It was like, oh, I'm already thinking about you, babe. I'm worried about you. 
uh, I'm gonna make sure I take care of you. And so I think I'm like that uh, when I'm I'm. F- I guess I'm very inconsiderate, uh, as uh, most of my friends will tell you. But um, they most of them have. They all send me messages. <laughs> You're my friend. Um, but when I'm in love, I uh, I think I I think naturally a lot about that person and uh, their needs and um, stuff like that, right? But that's like a voluntary mechanism of when I'm in love, not an obligatory. What is with this fucking society and making things obligations why does everything have to be so fucking obligatory this is why my kids don't go to school this is why my kids don't have bedtimes this is why i don't make because you know who else I doesn't have a bedtime jane smith they're, like, you, yeah. they're crushing it because i don't want my kids to think that life is about what other people tell you to do or living a life of obligation how many people do you know work in jobs they don't want to be in they do, uh, in relationships they don't want to be in because they don't know how to just be like, you know what is the most important thing today? Me being happy. And then think about how fulfilling a love is to know that this person's here today 100% because this is exactly where they want to be today. Think about how actually fulfilling that is versus this obligation. Because when you tell me that it's about anxious, whatever the fuck, to me, that leaves so much room for me to spend time trying to figure out why he's not living up to his end of the bargain. And that that leaves so much space space open for scorekeeping, which is another garbage (laughs) fucking uh, thing that's celebrated in this fucking society. So we have talked a little bit about, like, I just don't believe, if you're in a partnership with someone, I just don't believe in paying attention to things you don't like. I don't believe in venting about your partner to other people just because I think it starts to create this climate where you first of all it's disloyal because it's supposed to be you know what i mean if that's your fucking spouse who are you gonna because i did that in my first marriage fucking talk sh- just to everybody um but more so than that this is the person that you're living in a house with why would you focus on stuff that you don't like why would even really for the most part i'm like is this a deal breaker no this isn't a deal breaker. can is i vent it, about a roommate though yeah oh, okay <laughs> uh Different, right? <laughs> Different. All right. I did want to say uh, something about Mormonism. Do you remember? And what your was? perception. That's because uh, that's what I was about okay. to go back to. So I want to go. I want to talk about. Uh, we have had conversations kind of along the lines where we were talking about you like, uh, what I would call romantic things. You like when you're on a on a date with a chick. You're not trying to. You like holding hands. You like snuggling after sex. I'm physical, yeah. Yeah, I'm I would call those romantic things. Okay. And you're and you're in a sexual relationship with that person. I would call that romance. Okay. And whenever you have talked about romance, you have then when I've tried and not wanting it, I'm like, well, how do you define 
romance and you immediately describe commitment. And whenever you talk about love before this conversation, because I'm finding out that you've actually, some of your beliefs have changed, but whenever you have described love, you have also just described the parameters of commitment. What? Really? Yeah. So I was thinking about, wow, your first relationship is marriage in this religion. Yeah. And everything about love is about building a family. That's all they teach you is that love is about building a family. Not that it's about a person comes into your life to teach you things about yourself. I feel like I need to take a nap. I feel like <laughs> this is so much. This is a. This feels like bloodletting. <laughs> like it feels like like drawing poison from a wound. <laughs> like something that's like that's been stuck in there. Uh, like I said, I said already about how, uh, you know, like, I think that I'm done. I think I'm done with Mormonism. And then I realize how, uh, Far how much, how is. much, yeah. Uh, how much it's in me and how much it affects all these, these, these little things, not even little things, huge things, huge yeah. things. I mean, I built my whole life around that sentence. Yeah. I built my entire world view on that sentence. And From childhood, you were taught that that love equals marriage. If you love someone, you, you marry, marry them. them. If you love someone, you marry them. Yeah. And so as a society, that was still pretty much being pumped into the collective consciousness and in my childhood. Love, and if you love someone, you love them forever. Yeah. For eternity. Yeah. We're not just talking Yeah, for a you, while. it's this whole, when you go get your own planet and shit. And it's like, we, we talked about the failure about how I viewed my marriage as a failure because it ended. Yeah. And I've been thinking about this image of this path, these two little paths that you and Jason were walking on and they were just illuminated and a, a, a pale neon blue for whatever reason in my head and they're just parallel and then they just kind of veer off. And then I thought about like me and her and just like we had these pale orange neon paths and like I just I just viewed her as like going off of the path. Yeah. But like she didn't go off of her path. Her path just veered away. Like I I imagined we were we were supposed to be on one path together as one person. Yeah. Two branches intertwined and then she ripped herself from me and left me in pieces and I'm on this path that we were supposed to still be on together and like and uh it's not lit up anymore and I'm like lost here. Yeah. But really the image is just like, it's not so sad. It's not so much a failure. If I think about it as like, here was the point in our lives. Here was the point in our two separate autonomous, autonomous paths, right. That were, that ran next to each other. Yeah. This was the section that ran parallel to each other. And yes, it's sad when there's change and shit. Uh, but like, she didn't break off. She was always on her path and her path just took her away from me. And like, uh, that is such a much, a, a much nicer way to think about it. But I also, why do I want to still be angry at her? That Like I want, it's, uh, I feel like I can say it in theory. Yeah. 
but then when it comes to the real uh emotions well i think maybe it just takes a minute to sink in i honestly feel like i could be happier for if she wasn't with another dude i honestly feel just so jealous and angry at this guy this is another thing who spends about... who spends time with my son and and just like replaced me you know i feel like because i didn't go rebound was that like i fixed myself and i am like i'm becoming self sufficient but it's it's so hard to look at her and think that she's doing the same thing because all i see is oh she's replaced me with someone better and like all she needed to be happy was someone who didn't suck and uh that was all because it, it looks like it, it just makes me feel like rather than i know we just we just had this big realization about like being self-sufficient and meeting your own needs and not but all i feel is like i couldn't meet her needs and mm -hmm. i couldn't make her happy and i didn't take good enough care of her i made her miserable i made her miserable for years and then the very next person she found did a way better job of taking care of her than I did. I don't view it as like now she's taking care of herself and she's in a happier and healthier place and she can have a functioning relationship uh, because she's smarter now. I view it as like a value judgment on yourself. I failed. Right. Well, so this is another thing that people do when they separate, especially if one person wanted to separate, um, is they look at the next guy and... Uh, or woman and say like, Oh, well I, and like compare the two, but love isn't like that. Love is a, love is a connection that doesn't make sense on paper. So when, when that connection is, uh, is intact, the faults don't matter. Uh, and the, the qualities are amplified and because you're supposed to be connected to that person at the time. And then when that person is connected to someone else, you can't compare yourself to that person uh, because she's resonating on a different frequency now. And she's with well, I someone. I don't know what that means, but okay. Uh, like, um, I, you know what I mean, resonates means? I, get, I mean, I, get, I just, it's the frequency part that threw me. But I just... Uh, Wanted to, uh, I don't know. Of course I can compare myself to him. Why would I, of course I can't. I he's, hate to use this one, but the, he's just not that into you. So like, uh, uh, is a book, yeah. but it's a great, um, sometimes, uh, uh, when you're trying to hold your hand closed you might start thinking about all of the great things that you bring to the table and how could this person want anyone else uh, look at all these great things I bring to the table and sometimes they're just not that into you. It just doesn't, that's not the things that they want. So uh, it they just don't want those things and it doesn't have to make sense to you. It's just not the... Person That's really you. easy to to feel with a girl that I met on Tinder. That's very these days. I'm just like, mm -hmm. and I feel confident enough in myself where I'm like, I know I'm pretty great, and she doesn't like that. Okay, whatever. I'll find someone else. 
uh, it yeah, it's is harder downright impossible to say that about her. Yeah. It's like, they're not things. It's me. She's not into me. Yeah. Why doesn't she love me? You're Why was it so easy for her to leave? Why was it so easy for her to just move on to the next person? It's just the next person came and she could just, just slide right into a relationship. And it's just like absolutely a value judgment on me. And I don't, I, it's, it's but it's a value to, judgment on your compatibility with her, not you as a person. There are a ton of people in the world who, uh, if given the choice between you and dude, would pick you. It's just a matter of who's a fit for who. It's not a value judgment on your worth as a person. It's just a value judgment on your compatibility. But also, there are a million factors in play here, one of which is that uh, you represented an old life that she had unsubscribed to. And leaving that life meant leaving this concept of love that wasn't true. So there are a million factors in play that don't have anything to do with you as a person. I think we've discussed this before when people we get ha- clean. They Oh. They um you know, I think I she just, I don't know. I um That feels better. It's still just so sad that it was over, though. Like, and it's still. I just, I just. All right, so I don't know if it was love or attachment, but I was. I was. I loved her very much. I was in love with her, and I was very attached to her. Uh, either and or I. Uh, I just hurt. I just hurt that it was done. And I, I mean, I was watching a video of Ethan that had her in it. And it's just like they were doing yoga together and she was trying to do yoga and he's just like laying on her mat in her way uh like doing the, all the moves himself completely naked it's just like <laughs> little penis just like just sticking up in the air and uh uh there was a lot that was great about her and there's a lot that i miss but I think maybe I just miss more of the the idea of what I don't know. I miss life. I miss that life. Yeah. I miss uh, having her and having him, and just we were together, and um, I had said some of the similar things too. Because our divorce is really tied with our exit from the religion. Yeah. And I felt like um, as soon as soon as I was like on board with leaving and I was done, 
she allowed herself to to totally exit the the religion and she started rethinking her whole life and there was uh a lot of things that she wanted to do different things that she regretted and things she wanted to do differently and I just thought it was so unfair that that included me, that that meant I had to be left behind because she needed to go do uh, other stuff. And like, I get it. Yeah. But I just thought we painful. were, g- I just thought we were going to go experience all these new things together. I just thought we were going to keep going together because she was still my best friend. And I just was, I hated that she conflated me and Mormonism that for, that for her, I represented this patriarchal, uh, culture that, that encouraged her to give herself to a man at a young age, even though like I was never, we never treated our relationship like that. Suddenly she viewed me like that. Yeah. And I thought that was so unfair and so mean. And I guess I get it, but, uh, it's just, I don't, I, I just don't know why it doesn't stick. Like you say, you say things and I go, yeah, that's true, but it's true to me for like a second. Like I can see this path in my head and I go, that makes total sense. That makes total sense. Uh, but then there's like this deeper part, this louder, stronger part in my brain. That's, that's like, no love is love is forever and love is commitment that's what love is so that is programming you have been programmed to believe that and the reason that it's okay in theory and not in practice is because you have to practice theories to change your programming so Every time you think or feel that, you have to, I call it taking it to the table because it's just like what it feels like I'm doing it in my mind. So I'll feel, I'll feel like I'm closing my hand. I'll feel afraid of loss and want to hold on tight and I'll, and I'll feel uncomfortable and then I'll take the facts to the table and I try to, I try to get it down to one sentence. What is it, what need is not being met. What is it that you are afraid of in one sentence right now? And when I force myself to break that down, it's almost always fear of loss. And then I play the tape forward. What happens if you lose this? You're going to be okay. Uh, Can you prevent losing this by holding on tighter? No. So these are all like in present, like how you would do these things in present. So in the past, it would be like... uh, do I believe she should have stayed? No. Do you? No. But it feels like you believe that she should have stayed. Yeah. Yeah. So it just takes a while for that logic versus feelings and understanding that feelings are not facts and kind of changing. And once you have done this with your past experiences, then moving forward having this this relationship with your feelings and your thoughts and understanding the projections and the fears and the and the the uh am i having a conversation right now with this person that feels bad or am i having a conversation with a past experience that i had which i think is what you'll run into when you do uh 
start to experience things with other people because um yeah there's a lot of trauma there yeah a lot of uh unfinished uh unresolved right issues okay okay yeah so it just is an instant feel just because you figure it out doesn't mean that it instantly changes i feel like she should have left because yeah why stay where you're unhappy right and she had a whole life to live yeah uh i feel like i am afraid of loss like i i mean i feel like i i wasn't just going to i'm sort of i'm definitely borrowing all your answers because i trying to real time uh, take this to the table yeah. while everyone just sits and listens in silence. I'm going to need a lot of time to think and process all this shit. But I think uh, an easy answer right now is like, yeah, I'm afraid of losing. I'm afraid of losing uh, what I have left with her, which is uh, uh, a wonderfully f- uh, bickering relationship. Yeah. Like, and then, uh, but if I don't have that, I don't know. So yeah. Can I tell you what I think though? I think that when you have truly healed from this, I think she wants that friendship with you. I think when when you have truly healed from this, that dynamic is going to shift just based on magnetics. It's just you'll feel different because you feel different. And you guys will. You're going to get better at co-parenting anyway. Like you have to be just garbage to not get better at co-parenting as you go along. But uh, you're going to have that friendship. I, I w- you're going to have that friendship once you are uh healed that friendship's going to happen because there is a mutual respect uh, between the two of you and you both are connected through the love that you both have for your son and i think that once that healing has taken place you'll be surprised how yeah i think i think the healing has to take place and i think she has to break up with that dude (laughs) Because fuck that dude forever. Like, it doesn't even matter, like, how good of a person he is. I'm never going to be friends, like, as long as I can. Fuck that dude forever. There's no way I'll ever be friends. Ugh. Fuck. Ugh. Fuck that dude forever. This is Mormon and the meth head (laughs) saying fuck that dude forever. (laughs) If you put a Mormon and a meth Together, this is what they sound like. Aaron would all let just so read our friends. Listen to them talking to Mike.